Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hey everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. I'm Darren Javag, the host, and um, my co-host, Tina Murray. Hello. Back again. Back again. <laughs> See, always starts off the show with a bang. Uh, so today we've got some really cool stuff happening. We're going to be talking to uh, someone who has a ton, a ton of knowledge, and we hope that you enjoy the show. So maybe we'll go over to Tina and you can tell us who we're talking to today. Well, first of all, we should talk about our sponsor. Oh, yes. I so, always forget that part. Yeah. So good thing I'm in control at some things. <laughs> anyway, so our sponsor for today's show is Livestream Junkies. So we are sitting in their studio now and uh, they have done some really great professional work for us. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are in need for um, podcasts or any live stream or TV productions or anything like that, you should reach out to Livestream Junkies. Yeah. Uh, they are located here in Kempville, so that's awesome. And we have the pleasure of being able to work with them and they are so much fun to work with and really have upped our game yes. here at Clean yeah, Break. So. Absolutely. And they've done a lot of uh, uh, pro bono stuff too. Like they've done the Christmas parade for some organizations uh, in the past and they get involved in a lot of charity work too. So don't yeah. think that you have to have, you know, really deep pockets to work with them. They've helped out. And mm -hmm. even if you just have questions about how to get your show going or how to, you know, level up, yeah. I think they're a great resource. Yeah, absolutely. So please reach out to Livestream Junkies. I pulled up their stuff, but it's now gone. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Livestream Junkies, they're located in Kenfolk, So uh, yeah. Unscripted this show uh -huh, is. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah, came rushing in and no coffee. Darren was supposed to get the coffee. Yeah, I got water. Great. <laughs> Hydrate. That's going to keep me up, up, go, up uh, beat and... It's okay, we got sugar for later with, your, with the Cinnabons. It's all yes, good. we do. So anyway, okay. we should actually talk about our show today. All right, let's do so that. So today's guest <clears throat> is Janice McFarlane. She is with a company called Canada Life. Uh, she is the regional sales manager and we are going to talk about some of your business stuff but I think we've got a lot of content that we can talk about as far as who you are and um, so welcome to the show Janice. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So mm. tell us a little, just a little snippet about yourself like who are you, where are you from and well I'm Janice McFarlane, and uh, I, I'm from Ontario. I grew up in London. I uh, lived in London for, you know, until I was 23. And then moved around a little bit, spent maybe two and a half years in Mont-Tremblant, Saint-Jovite area, so a little bit of Quebec, but then mostly Ontario, and settled in Ottawa, where I raised uh, my family. and. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, my, my folks are um, from Scotland and, and they immigrated from Clyde Bank, uh, Scotland in the 50s, in the late 50s. So, you know, it's funny, I was watching this Mike Myers clip this morning from my I Married an Axe Murderer. I don't know if you ever saw that no. movie, but it's hilarious because his parents are Scottish and it always makes me laugh because, yeah. Scottish families are he, he crazy. Does, he does that one uh, character, uh, um, you know, where he's dressed up as a Scotsman. 
I, I think it's the gold uh, gold member, or, or you know, yes. you know when, he, when he plays the spy guy. Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Whenever yeah. I think Scottish, I always think of that guy because he's he, got this he plays massive. A, he guilt. plays a lot of characters, multiple characters in all of his movies, yeah. and. I believe his parents were Scottish, and that's okay. why he has so many Scottish characters. Anyway, it's the fact that he's a Leafs fan, I'm already sold. <laughs> 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 yes, my family does blue as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, so, so Scottish uh, background. Yes, yes. And what about your husband? So my husband's from around, well, around uh, Spencerville. Uh, his um, mom was born in Mountain or South Mountain or something and so like this kind of area Prescott Spencerville area is where his roots are but mostly grew up in in Ottawa and um, yeah so this is my third husband you may or may not know okay I didn't know that we have been together (laughs) for 30 years so that tells you that the first two were kind of you know just uh, testing. Rails. You're just testing yeah. the waters, right? Testing, right. Yeah, yeah. perfecting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> perfecting. Uh, perfecting I don't know. There's no such thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's a great guy and he uh, works at Canada Post and uh, that's where we met because pre-financial services, I also worked at Canada Post. So cool. tell us a little bit about what you do professionally. So Canada Life Insurance, uh, is it Canada Life Insurance or just Canada yeah, well, Life? Well, it's Canada Life Financial, well, I guess financial services, company or, services yeah. whatever okay. uh, the care it's it's a definitely one of the largest insurance carriers in Canada uh, seg funds uh, so investments and insurance risk management for individuals for businesses um, a lot of people would recognize it as their group provider mm-hmm. you know right. the federal government for example and right Canada Post uh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think people really understand how big Canada life is it's now. It's huge. Like when you look at something like the banks, and I, I kind of said, I, I, I kind of discussed this with some people in the past where they were on their own journey, right? Because just in the last five years or so, they've amalgamated with other large carriers. Uh, a lot of people know London Life. They've been around for 175 years, something like that. Yeah. I think it was, or it, was it might be Canada Life. Uh, but then there's Great West Life. Mm-hmm. Which is another was another huge carrier in the. Um, is, are the did you buy them out, Great West Life? Great West well, Life Co. is the parent, and uh, and oh. so uh, yeah, but Sorry. London Life was the giant, really. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and Great West Life Co. is is pretty diverse. In, in any case, um, those buy-ups happened some time ago, but all of those brands continued in Canada. Got it. And it was just really over the last five years where they have been kind of pulling together all of the products and services under the one brand, which is now called yep. Canada Life. And then just to give you, to give you an idea on, on, on size, like it's literally like if three of the major banks kind of went... Yeah. together. I'm That's how big of a merger yeah. it was. I'm surprised right? the government would allow such a thing because you know how they're so regulated with the banks itself, right? Mm-hmm. With all, you know, competition bureaus and all that kind of stuff and how you have to have diversity that they would allow something like that. It is a highly regulated industry. Yeah. So uh, nothing happens without a, a microscope, you know, and... Um, Hence the reason it took five years to merge them. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for Canadians. You know, it's really not. Uh, 
which is kind of a deep conversation, but I think it's a good thing for Canadians. Yeah. And there's still uh, some big one players out there. There's the Sun Life, the like, Manual there's Life. There's huge still... competition in this industry. It's yeah. not like Canada Life is it. There's a lot of competition and yeah. good competition. So yeah. so what is, what is it about? So do you actually sell it to people or are you sort of more of a manager of? I sell it to people like... Darren. Ah, so to the broke to the brokers or yes, whatever. Exactly. Okay. I'm a wholesaler, I guess, is the is the official term. But you okay. know, I'm really a relationship person for Canada Life and brokers that um, are working directly with clients. Okay. What? Why is that important to you? Like, what is it about selling that life insurance po policy? And I know you're not, like you say, selling it directly to the individuals. What is it about that that is important to you? So in my role, I get to help like a ridiculous number of people with risk, right? Because uh, it's not just me and a client, it's me and my clients and then all of their clients, which is great, which is meaningful for me. Uh, what is it about it? You know, I, I was divorced at uh, 23 years old and I was a single mom by about 22 and a London Life agent came and knocked on my three-story walk-up apartment door and um, she was obviously just learning because she had a manager with her and this is how insurance was sold back in the 80s. And uh, I invited them in and they talked to me about um, why I would want to have an insurance policy as a single mom and it just made so much sense to me. Uh, I just f immediately knew that I had to do this for my children. So I was, you know, uh, I'm not going to say I was, I was 17, right, when I got married and had my first kid. So uh, learning happened in real time and um, it didn't take them very long to help me understand how important that was. And so that was like my earliest experience. And it always stayed with me. And I think in some ways it influenced me when I was looking for a career once my, my two oldest were in uni and, and my youngest was in high school. And I just knew that it was time finally for me to have a meaningful career. And this is where I ended up. Hmm. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, managing, like you said, managing risk, I think for many people that would, are in that demographic, the younger demographic, everyone thinks they're bulletproof. For sure. Right? It's, mm -hmm. and, and no one wants to think about something bad happening to themselves, mm -hmm. right? So I think being able to communicate that, and especially with stories. So obviously their stories resonated with you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of, of the business is being able to communicate real life stories and why it can make a difference mm -hmm. in people's lives, right? Yeah. Uh, Jan, you know one thing I always admire about you is, is your a passion for educating people, mm -hmm. right? Especially the advisors. Because, you know, the industry is built on sales, right? Mm -hmm. But the best people in the industry don't sell life insurance. Absolutely. They, 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 they allow people to buy mm -hmm. a solution, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, you've been with the company now for how many years? I've been with Canada Life for seven years. Okay. And uh, and in the industry for twenty years next month. Okay. Okay. 
So you've built a really good network of, of people, of, of people, and uh, like salespeople? I have, like across Canada, because in one of my roles with a previous carrier I worked with, I worked at their head office as a, a training specialist and a national training specialist. So we had, you know, groups of advisors that would come in and be with us in the room for a week or a group of managers that would come in and be with us for a week. And, you know, you you develop really strong relationships in, mm -hmm. in those scenarios. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to develop a, uh, a network of peers all the way across the country. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like you learn as much from them as you? More, probably, <laughs> for sure. Like, uh, definitely, you know, in a role like that, there's certainly some messaging and processes that you need to make sure that you're equipping them with. But there's a lot of sharing that goes on, experience, even just experiences, not necessarily within their business, but life experience, just like, you know, we were talking about today. And so, yeah, I learned in those two years as a training specialist, I probably learned more than I learned in the 20 years, at least about relationships and educating and the importance of educating clients, making sure that you and the client are at the same place. Mm -hmm. um, because too many advisors or salespeople, it can be a car, it can be a television, it can be a life insurance policy. Too many salespeople kind of get ahead. And if the client is not right with you, it means that you haven't helped them understand why you're having this conversation or why this need is important mm -hmm. or, you know, help them say, yeah, I, I feel like that is important to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me more or, you know, they have to say those words. They have to say, yeah, I need this. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question if we go back to that initial meeting when you were a single mom? What is it that they said to you or what resonated with you? Oh my God, that was a long time ago, right? <laughs> well, I know, no, no, I know, but like, obviously it's stuck with you, right? So like, what was it about it that you, you think like, that you realized, I need this? Like, I wish I could recall. Um, I do know that, um, I, I wish I could recall what they said, you know, they, probably had a script or something. I mean, it was very scripted back then. Um, they were kind and, and uh, I, I would say they were probably not educating. They were probably telling me mm. uh, for sure, you know, like yeah. that is, um, the sales process has evolved a lot. The internet has made it education um, available. And today people don't want to be told. Yeah, they don't want mm -hmm. to be sold. They don't want to be sold. They don't yeah. want to be told. They yeah. want to learn. They want to be engaged. They want to come to a point where they say, I need this, right? Right. So a great advisor is going to tell, is going to spend the time to ask questions, listen, know mm -hmm. what's important, mm -hmm. bring that person to the point of action, right? So back then, I, I really don't think they did a lot of that. I think they probably just said, oh, wow, you're a single mom. Your kids are so cute, you know, they would have been there with me or whatever. And, oh, you know, uh, what's going to happen? And my husband, who I, to this day at the time, I call Peter Pan. 
<laughs> uh, you know, um, and and that was a concern, right? Not that I didn't think that him and his family would look after my children, because they would have. He had a, a a good family that would have helped him and supported him. Um, but that was a concern, you know, like, mm. well, what would happen to them if Peter Pan was in charge? <laughs> <laughs> Got you need it. a bigger bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I, I have a question. I have a question. Um, and I think there's a mis- misunderstanding sometimes in, in, for people when they look at in, uh, insurance, right? So can you tell us what types are there? Like when it comes to just life, I know we won't get too far into the disability or uh, critical illness kind of thing. Because there's so many different types of risk management products out there. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go overkill, but I think some of the biggest ones that uh, Canada Life works with are are life. So, can you give us like like the two or three types that people should know about? Yeah, for sure. Well, there's there's basically when it comes to life insurance or really critical illness as well, but there's really only two types. There's term, which means, term is a terrible word for it because I just read this thing recently that said, you know, when you buy, buy a term, you think you are committed to that term to the end of the contract, right? But term means in our industry for 10 years, for five years, or anything up to 50 years and any of those numbers in between, with Canada Life, um, you have this amount of insurance for this price, mm-hmm. and then it will increase or end. But if you want to end your term, you can. You're not the the commitment. If you if you know anything about contract law, which is really what is involved with life insurance, it's a contract. It's a one sided contract. Once it's underwritten and the contract is accepted all of the responsibility of that contract falls onto the insurer, the carrier. The only responsibility of the insured, the owner, is to pay the premium. If you don't pay the premium or you decide you don't need this coverage anymore, you can end the term. So it's not like you signed on for two years with Bell. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay that for two years. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a bad name for that. You know, it, a bunch of actuaries got, up, got it together in our industry and named things and named them really badly. So that's the first thing, term. Um, so it's like temporary, temporary insurance. Temporary, yeah. temporary insurance. Home and auto I like, is, a, is a good like, example. Like home of. and auto yeah. as well. Yeah. And then there's permanent, right? And, and permanent insurance is, is, um, can fill a need as well, um, but more so is, is filling a want or a gap. Uh, it's an opportunity. It's more like an asset, a, a diversification of your of your investments. It, it addresses tax problems. It addresses estate problems, um, business succession planning, and 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 problems like that. So, but it is a permanent thing. Um, doesn't mean you have to pay for it permanently, but it is a contract that can be with you to the end of your days and address some of the key concerns that you would have around those things that I just mentioned. So would, it, would a, a fair example be uh, renting an apartment as compared to buying a house? Yeah, yeah Like exactly. permanent and renting? So you're renting the insurance on the term side, 
And on the permanent side, you're buying the home and now it becomes an asset. Yep. Yes, exactly. Is that exactly. a good example? Yeah, that's okay. a very good example. So that, some people would call that a whole life policy or is that yeah, a different thing? Yeah, some people would call it whole life, um, uh, you know, and then a whole life policy is a specific type of permanent policy and then there's another type which is called universal life. So whole life or universal, um, they're both permanent types of solutions but very different structures and would, you know, address pretty different permanent needs for, for a client. Right. Now on the permanent side, typically it's a lot more expensive, right, for people to, to, to buy permanent as compared to the same coverage on a term policy, right? It, it is. It is more expensive, there's no question, over the lifetime, not always. Okay. Uh, but. But f for most people, uh, it's unaffordable in those, you know, what happens? You graduate from uni, you get your first job, you buy your first car, you're saving for your first house, or you're getting married, or you're setting up a business. You don't have money to mm -hmm. spend on a whole life or universal life product. You're using term because you need big coverage for a good price. Yeah. So for a specific time period. Exactly. And so what most, you know, what is the intention of, of people like that or most people is that, you know, you are decreasing debt and increasing wealth um, over time. And so when you get to that point where you have the cash flow to be able to afford that kind of planning, it's because you've got some tax problems and you've got some estate problems mm -hmm. and you have the cash flow to be able to address it. Mm -hmm. But you know, I have eight grandchildren and I have oh part on all of them. <laughs> Participating life insurance is also another word for whole life. So uh, it's a great foundational plan for for grandparents to uh, start for because their it becomes like almost like a like an investment for the it's children. A legacy right? that legacy, yeah. huh. for me it's a legacy of my life work that I'll be able to leave to all my grands. I got a question. Okay. For, sorry, I'm just jumping here. No, 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 no. You're the insurance <laughs> guy. No, this is, this is my bailiwick. Like, I'm just, I know. I'm just, <laughs> so I have a question for you. Um, so you talked about, spoke about the participating account, and that is a component of whole life, which is the investment side, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, so speaking of investments, lots going on today with people mm -hmm. worried about ups and downs of the market, mm -hmm. 20, 30% declines in 2022 alone. This participating account, how, how much down is it? Zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's one of the amazing, uh, just fantastic things. Of, I know, <laughs> that, that's a great setup. I'm like, come on now, Darren. <laughs> I kind of love that one. It's an awesome setup, for sure. But that is the beauty for people at that stage where they need to further diversify their portfolio. You know, uh, most portfolios, if you look at a pie chart, it's gonna have maybe some real estate, it's gonna have some equities, uh, it might have a bit of bond uh, in there, cash, it could be your business, it could be, the whole pie could be your business for some business owners, right? Like, I mean, they just keep driving all their money back into their business. So uh, participating life insurance is an amazing way to diversify that pie with a steady eddy asset 
That is first life insurance, mm -hmm. right? It is first life insurance. There has on to be a need. On the participant or on you, the holder? On the insured, on the owner, okay. on the insured. There has to be an insurable need. There has to be an insurable interest to be able to own this. And you have to be able to be underwritten. So you have to have a certain level of health. You know, mm. if I had a heart attack yesterday, I'm not getting life insurance today. Mm -hmm. right. So, uh, but if you um, have an insurable interest and you have good, reasonably good health, then it's, uh, it's a great asset to diversify your portfolio because there is no market downside. Each year, uh, dividends are credited according to criteria in the participating account. Yes, fund performance or investment performance, but there are other pieces that will um, be attributed to that dividend. And uh, once those dividends and that guaranteed insurance growth is credited to the the contract, it will never experience market downside. So that is a good thing when you are into now your 50s, your 60s, and you're, that's really where you're going to start doing that tax planning and that estate planning. This is a steady eddy asset that doesn't experience market downside, that has tax-free growth within the contract, and tax-free hmm. distribution. Is that what we're doing? Is that uh, what I'm doing? Well, I can't talk about that unless you want to talk about it. Well, I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the other two really great uh, attributes is that, um, you know, this is one of the few assets that the government allows tax-free growth mm -hmm. inside this contract mm -hmm. and then tax-free distribution as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, And that's a big thing, I think, in Canada because mm -hmm. as much as I love the country, I, like, mm -hmm. I would, wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Taxes are a huge component sure. of yes. everyone's life, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Um, and really, you only have three things that are tax-free in Canada. And a lot of people don't know that, which is basically your house until they decide to tax that well, at some yes, point in the future. Yeah. There's TFSAs, ta tax -free, uh, your tax-free savings accounts, and then there's life insurance. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's the, Everything else you earn a dollar on, the government wants their, their right. share, right? Yeah. So this participating account you just mentioned, um, it, it sounds like a fixed income investment. It sounds very low risk, is it? Uh, yes, um, it is managed very conservatively. Um, each <clears throat> carrier has their own kind of mix, but um, m most carriers have the lion's share in in fixed income assets. For Canada Life, it's 70% and then 30% that would be in um, actively managed kind of equity type portfolio. Very conservatively managed and uh so when you say conservative jan uh question for you i know um gic's in the past 10 years have been what maybe a one and a half percent return yeah. now they're going up because interest rates are, are skyrocketing but for the most part for the last probably decade they've been around one and a half percent we're like so how does the participating count stack up to that okay so I will say that it, it, it behaves like a fixed income asset, but it's not a fixed income asset. Okay. Again, it's, it's, it's life insurance with an investment uh, portfolio. Um, currently, uh, across carriers, you would see the, the dividend 
rate at around anywhere between five and six percent, which okay. is obviously a lot more than uh, a GIC. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not that that dividend rate has more than just the investment return. For example, with Canada Life, our investment return last year, I think it was like seven and a half percent. You know, and there's just there's just so much that go into the active management of that account. But you know, there's over there's about over fifty billion dollars in that account. Most, you know, more than fifty percent of par assets in Canada are managed by Canada Life. Canada Life is a very conservative uh, company. I mean, there's there's a lot to the product. In fact, that's what I am a product expert uh, mm -hmm. with Canada Life, and I could sit here and bore you to tears <laughs> with the product because it gets me very, very excited. Um, but I think that everyone who has the cash flow and wants a legacy for the next generation, whatever that looks like for me, for my grandchildren, uh, for a business owner, for, for their children um, or grandchildren, for you know folks who have um, saved and saved and saved, and uh, have some extra money that Darren says, hey, you've got this pot of money that in my income projections for you in retirement, you're, just, you're never going to use this and I have an idea. I think everybody who can get it, health, insurable interest, should have it. Because mm -hmm. it's what I do. <laughs> so I just, I, I kind of want to go to that point. Um, so... And this is maybe like a tax in the state plan, like really deeper into tax and estate planning. But so like if you've got money, like you say that you'll never be able to use and, and you die, that money is taxable to the estate. It, often it depends on on what how it's been structured on how it's been structured. But, but more but often, yes. So if somebody diverted some of that money into an insurance policy that this money they're never going to be able to use in their lifetime, then that insurance policy is going to be tax-free in the hands of the estate or whoever is the... It would be tax-free in, in the hands of the beneficiary. Of the beneficiary. Or tax... So again, there's a lot of structure things that sure. when it comes to businesses, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but yes, distribution is tax-free to the beneficiary yeah. in yeah. any scenario. Um, yeah, and uh, so tax-free growth is also part of the attraction, yeah, as well sure. as that tax-free distribution. Yeah. So those that those types of products work really well, I would say, for business owners who are highly taxed, people who have acquired enough wealth that there's going to be a tax problem. Mm -hmm. So those that that's um, uh, that's a really important key, like you just brought up. Is mm -hmm. this is just, it's not everything, but it's part of it. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I like to shift gears. Yeah, I was going to say the same. No, no, I was going to say the same thing. Well, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about planning, right? Because this is uh, and and thank you so much for sharing Canada Life and the products and helping educate people on why it's so important. I want to talk a, a little bit about over the last twenty years <clears throat> of your career. How have you seen the 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 environment change as far as um, the need for advice, right? Because you're also you also work as a volunteer with Advocus, mm -hmm. right? And your role there was what? Currently my role at Advocus, which is um, a professional association, a national professional association for financial advisors, is a program chair. 
so I run the education piece for our local chapter in Ottawa. Okay, so Abacus is basically a, a culmination of different financial planners in Canada and, and advisors uh, in, the, in, in the wealth management field, right? And um, Wealth and risk management. Wealth yeah. and risk man management, yes. Um, so tell, a little bit, tell people a little bit about, tell us what, um, what does Abacus do? Like who is it and what do they do? So, as I said, it's a, it's a professional association for financial advisors uh, across Canada. And um, there are three pillars that, you know, locally at a chapter level and then also at the national level that are, the, you know, sort of those key pillars to uh, what deliverables, I guess. And, and the first, first one or one of them would be education. Right. So in our industry, we are expected to have a certain number of uh, continuing education mm -hmm. credits. I'm yeah. sure you do as well in yeah. your in your industry uh, every year. So we deliver education at a national and at a local level. Um, we also uh, it's fellowship. It's mm -hmm. it's networking and fellowship, which is a, an important part of our uh, mandate and then the third piece is advocacy and you know advocates is the current name and the current sort of uh, what we're known as today but advocates has a very 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 long history in Canada and the role the the important that one of the most important roles of advocates is to advocate on behalf of the professionals in Canada that are doing the work that Darren is doing with the federal government. Hmm. You know, there has been um, changes over time and Advocus is always at the table advocating for the best outcome for Canadians as clients and, and for business owners, uh, advisors. And um, there have been changes that were, I don't know, suggested by provincial and federal governments that through advocacy um, weren't moved forward mm -hmm. because they weren't really in the best interest of particularly uh, our profession our professionals and so that is a really important part of, of mm -hmm. what they do mm -hmm. so in the last 20 years I know I've been in the industry for 17 and I've seen the pendulum swing dramatically Right. Mm -hmm. um, when I started, <clears throat> uh, I mean, there was always regulation and there was always rules that you had to follow and stuff like that. Um, and and I would say 17 years ago, transparency probably wasn't at the forefront mm -hmm. for clients, and it was left to the the, the best to the you know uh, best practices of the advisor. You know, right. you educate the Agreed. way you want. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, swinging forward now. Um, I feel like the momentum is carried so far to one side that mm. it's almost like overregulation, right? Where yes, you have to be transparent, but no one's reading 15 pages of legalese when they're when they're going through this. So you're highlighting anyways a lot right. of the things that is important, which you should have been doing anyways before. Mm -hmm. But um, what it, what are some of the things that have changed in the industry, like in the last five years, for 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 consumers that they should know about? 
Is the list too long? <laughs> or maybe just highlight, just highlight because... Well, the because thing uh, is that a lot of the largest changes have happened more on the wealth side. Okay. So that would be a conversation for my colleague, Jonathan, okay. for example, and he could tell you everything right. about that. Um, but I agree with you. Um, I think whether it's on, on the wealth side of our business or the risk side of our business, there is a lot of regulation and, and it's just a lot of layers of regulation mm -hmm. and there's too many layers. And mm -hmm. so I think, yes, we kind of, the pendulum has moved from here all the way to the other side. I think at some point, um, I hope it will come and kind of rest in the center where mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's clear for clients and it's, it's not layers and layers and layers and layers of regulatory oversight. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Mm -hmm. There is too much, but it it, it will settle down. Right. It will. But transparency is important. Transparency. Right? It, it, it is important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so would somebody like let's say would somebody in the marketplace looking to vet, let's say. Uh, someone would they go on Advocus to see who's a member? And yes, they it, could go on Advocus to uh, to see who is a member. They could go on FP Canada. I'm also a CFP, and <clears throat> you can go on FP Canada and look up a person. You can go on Fisco, which is the um, licensing site for insurance advisors, and you can look up a person by their name, and uh, you can see you know if they're in good standing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's lots of sites Same that lines. you can go to. That, to that's see. a big thing, right? Like I know 20 years ago, um, people, maybe not so much the 20, 30 somethings, but the 40, 50 somethings had some experiences, you know, you, and then you hear stories mm -hmm. yeah. about how people were mishandled mm -hmm. as far as, as far as the industry goes. So mm -hmm. kind of left a, a, a bit of a bad taste in some people's mm -hmm. mouths. Um, so that's, I think that's crucially important that people are able to go somewhere yeah. and find a, an objective opinion mm -hmm. on how somebody conducts themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And you so. know, I think that, um, when I'm looking for someone, a physiotherapist or, uh, anything, right. I am always asking for referrals. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that it's good to ask if, if, if someone is thinking of working with you, Darren, or you, Tina, I, I think it's good to ask people, have, have you worked with Tina? What was your experience? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I am always happy to give referrals too when I've had a really great experience too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. it's not just sort of looking online. I think that's important if you're uh, starting to work with a new advisor, a new financial advisor. Yeah, you want to do your homework. There's mm. a lot out there. You can look at their Facebook, and if they've like got pictures of I don't know <laughs> Saturday night with a bong or something, you might not want to be with that person. Right. Who knows? Or maybe right. you will. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Might be your, the target de demographic, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't know. Yeah, That's great, by the way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there education on advocates' page for for consumers? Or is yes. It, yeah? yes, yeah, there is. Okay. yes, there is. Okay, because that that is a big thing. I think I think one of the things we can definitely. Uh, thank the internet for mm -hmm. is yeah. education and content. Yeah. Well, and right? yeah, yeah, and we so. could go down a whole other rabbit hole about we could. you know how you should behave as a professional on <laughs> social media. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole uh, other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> we thing. We need to do that, which us. is something that we're giving our members 
in a couple of weeks, social media and ethics sessions yes. with yeah. with continuing education uh, credits. That Darren is well aware that we're doing this. Yeah. Um, because it is important. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Are, there's, are there some good stories? Well, yeah, I wanted to just okay. kind of swing a little bit. I was like, come on, <laughs> go back let's the other way. Yeah, let's go, go the this, other way, sorry, Darren. It's fluid. So it's before fluid. we went on air, um, we you were telling us a little bit about a job your children gave you. Yes. And I, I thought that was interesting because in, in your uh, profile when, that you sent to us, you talk a lot about your parents. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like they were absolutely incredible people. They were. And um, may, are they still? No. no. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, it's okay. But yeah, so they're from, they came from Scotland and um, it sounds like you had a really great relationship with your mom. But it, this job mm -hmm. your children gave you Tell us a little bit about it, because I was like, it was what? a job. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's funny because, uh, yeah, that's what my daughter says. So my three children, I have three children, and uh, so my birthday's in May. So a year ago, May, they gave me StoryWorth, which is a, an online story writing tool. And uh, StoryWorth sends you a question every Monday and you are supposed to write a story about that. And you can go in, you can change the question or add your own questions or, you know, delete a question. You can move that around. But so the first, I don't know, maybe the first dozen questions were about my, my start in life, right? Like my, my grandparents and, and my parents and those growing up memories. And those were super easy to write about. It was super easy to write about my folks. And I enjoyed, I cried a lot though mm -hmm. when I was writing them. I was like, oh, I miss my mom. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but then the, the questions that started to come in about me, like what is your greatest achievement? Like, are you kidding? I couldn't, I couldn't write them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard. So I renewed the subscription because... <laughs> you didn't get the book done. I didn't get the book done. Yeah, so what happens at the yeah. end of 52 weeks with this subscription is you have 52 stories, um, it's published in a book, and then you have this book that you can share with your family. Okay. So cool. I haven't published my book yet because I didn't do 52 stories, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Nice. You can add so. pictures as well, photographs, scan some photos into it. Like it, it's, it. it's, Do you get it's to share difficult. it with your kids? Can your kids every add sections? Week, every week when I, when I finish a story, um, I can click on it and then it goes to they, my daughter-in-law, who was the instigator, <laughs> um, had it already all set up that when I finished stories that, and I published that story, it would go directly to all of my children okay. and my daughter-in-law's. So, wow. yeah. And so what has their reaction been? They've been, they loved it. They, they were loving it. Like, and you get, I get a message back, like, you know, Rebecca has thanked you for this story or Leslie has thanked you for this story or whatever, or Stefan, whatever, any of them would, but you, I could see, I can see. So I would send it and I would see like immediately, especially my two daughter-in-laws actually would be reading them immediately. Because you know, I saw that on the on the website. Really, that yeah. is really super neat. cool. Super cool. Really cool. But that it's a job. Neat. So it's a nice way to transition your stories to the next generation. Yeah. Yes. Do you like Ooh, how I did that? Yeah, yeah. Transitions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was um, good. It, it is super cool, and what a great business model, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's great. This is you know, people are 
They come up with the greatest ideas. Best story out of the 52? Or maybe not 50. What do you got, 40 of them? 40 uh, no, I don't 30? Four, I don't 30? 30? So, 24. <laughs> now, the second year, does it, are the, the, they're asking you the same questions? Or this is I've just noticed that some now? of them have been the same. I went in and like deleted a bunch that I knew I would just never write about. Um, yeah, they just, they keep sending me a, a question every week. Um, you know, I think if I got to 40 stories, I'd be pretty satisfied. I think mm. that right now I might be at around 25 stories. I might even be satisfied with 25, let's face it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Coffee table book. Now, what, ha <laughs> what happens when you publish? Do you actually get a physical yes. book? Yeah, oh, they amazing. send you a physical book, and it's probably like Janice McFarland's stories or I don't know what. I don't, haven't gotten to that point yet, but that's sort of part of the whole thing. And I think Julie found this. That's my daughter-in-law, and she you know, brought it to uh, all of them and said, let's give this to your mom. And, she, and that year they gave it to her dad as well. And uh, they gave it to um, my youngest boy, his his stepmom. Because, uh, oh, wow. and so I guess uh, his, you know, I, I don't think Steph's uh, stepmom was too into it. Like she might've done maybe three stories and then she was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Julie's dad, like, Every Monday morning, wrote his story, like every week. And I was, I'm going to keep up with Stan, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how, how things like that trigger some, certain people. Yeah. Like you get an opportunity that you just yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And you embrace it. And people that you don't think would embrace something like that go all in. Yeah. Right? Stan went all in. Stan yeah. went, like Stefan would tell did, me, did that's he... Stefan's, my, my youngest boy's <laughs> father-in-law. Yeah. Um, Steph would tell me, well, Stan does it every morning, every Monday, Mom. Like, every Monday he does yeah. his story. Does, does, does Stan work? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> that's I was like, because yes. that's a job, right? Yeah. Like you say, that's yeah, a job. Yeah, he's an engineer. He does, but he does a lot of oversight, and yeah, maybe he's got that time. That speaks to the passion of legacy, though. It does. Like, yeah. some people, it resonates. So did he publish yeah. his book yet? I don't know. You know, as I'm talking about it, I don't know if he has. I should ask Julie. I'm seeing them all tonight. They're coming for Thanksgiving. Okay, so, you're not getting... You're okay, get, well, okay, go one, ahead. Just one little question. Does somebody edit it, or does it just go the way you write it? It just goes the way you write okay, it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it just goes the way you write it. Because I would proofread it, proofread it, and proofread it. And part of my problem is I do that. Like, I'll yeah. go and I'll make little I, grammar. Like, even when yeah. I sent you those yeah. two stories... Yeah. I started editing. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I like know it. you emailed me a few times. I'm like, don't worry about it, Chad. Yeah, just show yeah. up. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna... So wait, yeah. wait, you're not getting off the hook that easy. Um, <laughs> 20 plus stories. Which one? Do you have a couple that resonate? It's the ones about my folks that I loved. Yeah. I loved writing them. I loved sharing them with my, my kids. And I, you know, when my grandkids ever read these stories, I think it'll be awesome for them too. My oldest granddaughter is called Myra and that's my my mother's name. Mm -hmm. And there's a little, I don't know if I sent that one, but there's a little story in there about, you know, my mom uh, was, was a nurse. She went to a nursing college in Glasgow before coming to Canada. And then she went to midwifery school and yeah. she, um, you know, she went all over Clydebank delivering babies and I write all about this because these are all the stories that my mom and her sisters told us. And I would always say to my mother's youngest sister, my Aunt Connie, I'd always say, Aunt Connie, like, she's a great writer. And I would always say, you have to write these stories. Like, you have yeah. to write a book. But yeah. she never did, you know. And these are just great stories of the family in Scotland 
you know, living through war and the depression and and immigration and uh, a, a, a century, you know, my Nana was born in 1902 and died in the year 2000. Like, come on. Yeah, 90 Writing years. a story about Nana was amazing. You know, yeah. think of what she lived through yeah. from, you know, radio and television and going to the space moon space exploration yeah. <laughs> and cars like and yeah. suffragettes yeah. and the hippie yeah. revolution yeah. and like yeah. the changing times yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah you know um when as you talk my father is 85 and um we just like we just celebrated my mom's 80th and um, I, my dad is a storyteller, and he grew up in South America. And he, you know, and what it kind of—I don't know that I could get him to sit down and write, but what kind of I was envisioning was sort of doing it with him, oh, yeah. so that I could That'd transcribe his stories, mm. right? Where well, you, you record could them. do this, record yeah, record them. them. Well, that's yeah. what you I know. Was what thinking. you could do, you could like sit down with him and just have a conversation recorded, yeah. And then, um, then record it into Storyworth um, as as his story. Like, yeah, it is definitely a cool idea. Yeah, I love but, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. It, it allows you to sort of look back and <clears throat> and, and and like you say, smile and cry and all those oh, other yeah, wonderful for things. Sure, yeah, it was that amazing. Is, that is so cool. I'm sure your children and grandchildren. When you get your book published, let us know as well. Like, you know, whether you want to share it with us. But that was like I, I, I love this. There's no, clearly, there's nothing in there that I wouldn't share with my grandchildren. So yeah, yeah. I don't mind sharing it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's fun. fun. Yeah. It, it, yeah, like in, in your profile, it's, it's, it really is. You talk about your parents. You yes, talk about your, yeah. they, they, it, they sound like they were, like I say, incredible people, but that you really had a lot of love and respect. Yeah, you know, when you talk about volunteerism and volunteering at Advocates, um, I have volunteered all of my adult life, and that's definitely comes from my folks. Mm -hmm. You know, they they were always in the community, a lot of it in the church, right? When, when we grew up, like just helping in the church and volunteering in the church but volunteering in the community and so that was definitely something that that came from them mm -hmm. yeah amazing very good well thank you for being on the yeah. show today did you have yeah. fun i did see yeah. it was a lot of fun it was fast yeah i feel like we could have talked and talked <laughs> and talked we barely touched the tina surface. and i were on a podcast because uh someone that we know put pulled together a bunch of podcast people and said, let's do a show on podcasting, right? Oh, so it was a super podcast. Yeah, it was a super, it was, the, yeah. what did he call it? The mega, the mega podcast yeah. or yeah. something. Like, yeah. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. But he brought us on and he said, you know, don't worry about it. We're not even thinking about time. I think we talked for like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. it was nuts. It, like, we're like, hour and a half. Oh, my God. Like, and there were four of us. Yeah. So him, yeah. another podcaster, and then the two of us. And honestly, like, we just, it, the sky was the limit. Like, we just. Yeah, there was no holes barred. No. Yeah, there was no filters. You could speak any way you wanted. Yeah, to. <laughs> and like we just at the times there was four of us talking. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Two separate There's conversations. All alphas, a bunch of alphas is around the, the new table. New way of getting information, right? Yeah. Like I, yes. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a fan of podcasts. Um, some that I just listen to for pure pleasure, and then others that I listen to for learning. And yeah. there's just 
everything so out there. Yeah. There's Library. so much out there. It is amazing. It's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. We're, we cool. have the ability, we, ours go audio, but also we have the visual YouTube uh, effect Channel, as yeah. well. So yeah, the reels yeah. and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just it's fun. more ways to connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So how do people get a hold of you? Well, I am on LinkedIn, uh, Janice McFarlane. And uh, also, I guess... Contact Darren. Contact hey, contact Darren. me. <laughs> yes, or, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, mo I would say primarily through LinkedIn. That's right. like professionally. That's how yeah. right. folks can uh, definitely reach out to me. And um, yeah, you know, there was uh, one last thing that I'm going to add because I think this is really important to kind of everything that we do in this business, Darren, and and you too, Tina. And that's like. You know, if there's one thing that I've learned over the years, it's really about kind of, uh, and that's volunteerism or that's like educating or that's like whatever it is that you're doing. Like, yeah, like I think that it's just so important to be in someone's corner, hmm. um, lift people up because I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have like, this great career or this great perspective if it hadn't have been like for my folks really like being in my corner when I really, really needed them yeah. a few times, as you heard, two divorces and a really young kid having a baby. They were always in my corner and they taught me about, you know, sometimes you need help and sometimes you give help. And I think that's really what I try and live my life by. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank yeah. You. So for our, I probably financial professionals or people that are in the industry and want to connect mm -hmm. with you and get more information about Canada Life, they can do it that way. And also for individuals or, or people who are looking for, you know, more information on Abacus. Yes. Uh, that's another way they that's might want to contact can, you, right? So you're can, all over LinkedIn. They can reach me on uh, on the Abacus website as well. Great. You're all yes. over that. that yeah. That's yeah. great. And uh, the show will be on the mycleanbreak.ca website. And if you're looking for Jan or any other professionals that are look, help, uh, looking to help you get through a new life transition, by all means, check out the podcast, uh, the blogs that we have written there. Mm -hmm. Tons of information to help you get through that life transition. And obviously, if you need somebody directly like Tina or myself, connect with us and we'd be happy to help. So until next time, everyone, we say take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.